So I, I'll, I'll tell you like this. I was telling Brad before before you guys came in that I've never had a tzkufa where I've sort of written so many Shabbos day drushes. Because every day it's a different one based on uh, based on my mood, based on the tzkufa. You can't really talk about what, what what is relevant to one day doesn't feel relevant the next day. So, so I was looking through different things to talk about on Hanukkah, things I talked about in the past. None of them were really uh, hitting me. So I put together is like this. This is actually something that we've learned together. I actually checked. It was in Parsha Shlach. But since then, uh, a lot has changed. And I think this is just a very nice concept to Chazer. And I think in light, in the, in light of the Tkufa, I think, I think uh, it has a little bit of a deeper meaning. So the Pasuk says in the sixth Parsha that when Yaakov Avinu is meeting Esav, he sends a messenger to Esav with the following line. The Medrash, the Pasuk says, Vayihili shar v'chamar. I have the shar and the chamar. So Rashi tells us the shar v'chamar are not just donkeys and oxen. It's that I have Yosef and Yisachar. Okay. Meaning, you shouldn't mess with me. I have, I have uh, you know, very, very holy children. So there's a Medrash. The Medrash is a Medrash Rabbah, Torah Ayin Hay. But the Medrash Rabbah, the way it's brought down in the Torah Shlema with a slightly different girsa. The different girsa, the different girsa is uh, the Medrash Rabbah is as follows. You have in Maramakim number one, Vayhili Shar Vachamar, the Yaakovinu said to Esav that I'm not afraid of you because I have the Shar Vachamar. Rabbanan Amri, Shar Zemeshuach Melchama, but we're going to go with the other girsa. The girsa is Mashiach Ben Yosef. I have Mashiach Ben Yosef, and that's the Shar. I have the ox, which is an allusion to Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach from the Sheir of Yosef. The Chamar is Melech Mashiach, and the Chamar is Mashiach ben David. That what Yaakovin was telling Yosef is, uh, "I'm not afraid of you because I have children that have two shvatim, and from those shvatim, I'm going to have Mashiach ben David and Mashiach ben Yosef." So that's what he says. So I, I want to talk about for the next few minutes. Again, this is something we talked about in the past. What exactly is Mashiach ben Yosef? It's a very mysterious uh, parsha. What exactly is it? And how are we seeing it now? And I think, in light of what has been going on, I think it's becoming a little more clear. So, the concept, we all know that there is a Mashiach that we're waiting for. That Mashiach is Mashiach ben David. And that Mashiach, you're obligated. We know what that Mashiach will do. That Mashiach will... In gather the Jewish people and build the Beis Hamikdash and bring back prophecy. We all know what Mashiach's role is. That that at least we should know. That's the Rambam in the end of in the end of his sefer describes Melech Hamashiach that we're all waiting for. But there's this mysterious Mashiach ben Yosef, and the question is, who is this? What is his role and what is his purpose? And how do we sort of see him today and see him throughout Jewish history? So the source for Mashiach ben Yosef is a Pasuk in Zechariah. In Maramachim number two, the Pasuk in Zechariah, it's in Perak Yudbeis. Pasuk Yudbeis says as follows. The Pasuk describes this strange eulogy that will take place in the end of days. The Pasuk says, The Pasuk says that when the end of days, when Mashiach comes, there'll be a massive funeral. And in that funeral, they'll have a lot of eulogies. Okay, that's the Pasuk. So the question the Gemara in Sukkah, Dafnun Bey, says, what is the nature of this eulogy that will take place at the end of days? It says the Gemara, 
who died? Who is who died that there's going to be this massive funeral at the end of days? So Pligibar Rabdoisev Rabon, it's Machlaikis. Chad Omar, Mashiach Ben Yosef Shinerag. One opinion says that it's the funeral that will take place is for Mashiach Ben Yosef. That there's going to be this character called Mashiach Ben Yosef, the Mashiach from the Shevet of Yosef, and he will pass away. And that funeral is what the Pasuk is referring to. So we're introduced that there's a concept called Mashiach Ben Yosef, the Gemara says, and he's going to die. And what is a little more? Taner the Gemara elaborates. Mashiach Ben David Shasali Galus Meher Biameinu, the Mashiach. Whenever I describe Mashiach, I mean Mashiach Ben David. Mashiach Ben Yosef will always be Mashiach Ben Yosef. But when Mashiach comes, Mashiach Ben David, Hashem says to Mashiach, It's a Gemara in Sukkah. Hashem says to Mashiach, Ask me for anything and I'll grant it. Ask for me anything and I'll, I'll grant it. Ask any wish. It says the Gemara, Kivan Shara, Mashiach ben Yosef in Arag, Mashiach will see that his counterpart, Mashiach ben Yosef, will have died. I want him to be alive. And that the Gemara says, he'll be granted life. Okay, that's the concept of Mashiach ben Yosef. So the Pasuk, the Gemara describes the death of Mashiach ben Yosef and how Mashiach ben David will daven for him to be revived. <coughs> now the Zoyer. Before we address what it is practically, who he was, who he is, how will we see him in our days, in the past, there is one Zoyer that speaks about it pretty explicitly. This is brought down in Leket Shmuel Ashmatis Bamid Badaf The Zoyer says as follows, this is the translation into Hebrew. The Zoyer says, the Medrash Zoyer, Mekan Poi Merumiz, Sheshnei Mashichem Yu Goyal Kare Vigoyal Rachik. There will be two redeemers. There will be what's called a goyal rochuk and a goyal karav, a close redeemer and a far redeemer. Goyal karav mitzad yamin, the close redeemer, which is Mashiach ben David, from the right side. Goyal rochuk, ze Mashiach ben Yosef. Vizel Mashiach sheyove rishain, Mashiach ben Yosef will come first. Vaz loiti agula shlema, but he will not complete the job. He will die, so to speak. That there'll be a death, there'll be an end to his role. And Mashiach ben David will not be re- revealed yet. And then Mashiach ben David comes, and then end of the end of the game. So the question is, what is Mashiach ben, ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David? So th- there's a concept from the Sefer Kol Hatar, and that's really what I want to talk about tonight. And like I said, for anyone that heard this, Chazar again and again and again. The truth is like this. Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David are people. They will be people. That when Mashiach, they will be physical people. And by the way, every generation has a Mashiach ben Yosef and a Mashiach ben David. has someone that is worthy. Famously, the Vilna Gain was told, the students of the Vilna Gain said that he was the Mashiach ben Yosef of his day. The Baal Shem Tev was the Mashiach ben David of his day. They didn't... Uh, they didn't meet, and that was a problem. But every generation has a Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. But the same way Mashiach ben David, right? Anyone who's come to Ashivenu, or you've heard Shirim from Rawaimgar, my brother, you hear about these kinds of Mashiach, right? The light of Mashiach. Right? Wolfson always talks about the light of Mashiach. What does that mean? It means that there's a person called Mashiach, and he's not here yet, unfortunately. But even without him being here, there is a movement and sort of 
sort of a, his role is being sort of permeating in the world. I'll give you an example. Right? Rav Wilson talks about this a lot throughout his farm. One of the roles of Mashiach ben David is to bring all the Jews back to tshuva. Right? So even before he's here, his, his influence spills out into the world. That movement that he's the embodiment of sort of spills out into the world. And that's why you have a Balchuva movement in the last generations before Mashiach, because that's sort of that movement that he will be the embodiment of. So that's Mashiach ben David. But who is Mashiach ben Yosef? What is his role? And how do we sort of feel it in the world? So there's a sefer called Kol Hatar. Now Kol Hatar was a sefer written by a Talmud of the Groh. To be fair, it is very controversial. It was printed by Rav Menachem Mendel Kosher who was a very choshev It was very controversial. Anytime you're dealing with anything about Mashiach, and especially if you're at all positive towards Jews that are, not, that are secular, it's going to be deemed, you know, controversial. But, and they'll say, it wasn't written by, ba, ba, ba. okay. It's MS, you can learn it, it's MS Lamidoy. Look what the Kolatar says. The Kolatar writes in this Imperic Aleph base. The Kolatar writes, that Mashiach ben Yosef is not just a person, but a movement. Now, what is the role of Mashiach ben Yosef that the movement embodies? See, he says like this. Look at these words. We have a tradition from the Gra. Kol avoides kavua golius. Binyan Yerushalayim. Harchoves yishuv eretz Yisrael lachzaris hashchina. Kol ikrei ha'avoide v'chol proteho uproti proteho. So, the objection of building Eretz Yisrael physically, gathering the Jews physically into Israel, and also, as he's going to say later on, protecting Kalal Yisrael, those roles, physically protecting, with a gun, the protection of Kalal Yisrael, and the building of Eretz Yisrael, physically the rebuilding of Eretz Yisrael, Kol Prateh all of the details that are found within those categories, Ne'echazim B'Yehudoi, are found in the purpose and in the objective, Utafkidoi Shamashchita, Mashiach Deschalta, Mashiach Rishon, Mashiach Ben Yosef. That is all the job criteria of Mashiach Ben Yosef. Mashiach Ben Yosef's job, and we'll see later on, Rav Kook had a slightly different, uh, more simplistic way, not simplistic, but in a very, very beautiful way of how he described this. But the role of Mashiach ben Yosef is to protect Klal Yisrael and to rebuild Klal Yisrael physically. Now I've mentioned this in the past. Shuakoyach Hanisi, it is the the spirit of the movement. That pushes this movement. That all the actions that Jews have, they're sort of like. The same way if a Jew all of a sudden is chayzer b'tshuva, yeah? A Jew wasn't religious and now he becomes religious. You'll say the spirit of Mashiach, Mashiach ben David, sort of is found within that person. So anytime you have a Jew that protects Klal Yisrael, that helps rebuild Klal Yisrael, rebuild Eretz Yisrael, that is the light of Mashiach ben Yosef permeating through that person. Ki Mashiach ben Yosef, he says like this, Mashiach ben Yosef, the words of the Grove, Mashiach ben Yosef me Eretz, Mashiach ben Yosef is on the ground, and Mashiach ben David and Mashiach ben David is in heaven. Meaning, it's like the they don't say this, but they always say that that Moshe Rabbeinu is is 
is the is the is the Shushbina de Malka, and Aaron is the Shushbina de Yisrael. Meaning, the Shushbinim are the ones who walk the Chasan and Kala down. Moshe walks Hashem, and Aaron walks Klal Yisrael. Meaning, the question is, Moshe Rabbeinu is bringing God down to earth, and Aaron is bringing Klal Yisrael up. Sort of those two things. So Mashiach ben David is in Shemayim, and he's bringing Shemayim down. And Mashiach ben Yosef is bringing Klal Yisrael up, is bringing the land up. And he even says this, And that's what we find with Rachel and Leah. Rachel and Leah, the Zayah describes Rachel as Alma de Isgalia, that she comes from the revealed world. And Leah is Alma de Iskasia. She's from a hidden world. Right? Rachel is outwardly beautiful. You see Rachel. You know who Rachel is. You fast talk, you fast marry. There's no, not there's no complexity. You sort of, you, you, you know what you're getting. Leah is a very complex individual. Ene Leah Rakis. Leah is outwardly not so attractive, but inwardly beautiful. Leah is a private person. Rachel is buried on the road. Leah is in Ma'aras HaMachpeilah, a cave within a cave. So what that means is, because Rachel is revealed, therefore, that Mashiach, you're going to see. Right away, it's physical. You're going to see it. It's building Israel. It's protecting Jewish people. You're going to see it. Leah, who's hidden, Leah, the the mother of Yehuda, where Mashiach ben David comes from, is hidden. And therefore, it's more of a hidden type of mentality that maybe you don't see on the news as much. And that's Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. It's interesting. By the way, I once mentioned this, that I saw this from Rav Meir once, that he said that the Gra, the Gra, because the Gra was Mashiach ben, Mashiach ben Yosef, and the roles of Mashiach ben Yosef, again, is to protect Klal Yisrael and rebuild Eretz Yisrael. That's why the Gra sent students to, to rebuild. They were the, 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 they were the first Yishuvim of Orthodox Jews were, were sent, one of the first were sent by the Gra's students to rebuild Israel. That wasn't coincidence. He felt that that was his role. In addition, Rav Meir says, that because the Gra looked at his role as protecting Klal Yisrael from outside elements, he, you know, when, when you have like a lockdown drill and you're protective, you're sometimes going to kick people out that are good just because you're in a protective mode. So he said the fact that the Gra sort of blocked out the Balshem was because the Gra was in such a protective mode that outside forces was not allowed in so the outside forces was, you know, conservative reform and ideologies and communism, all that stuff. But sometimes when you put the guardrails up, sometimes some good people also get kept out. But that's the role of Mashiach ben Yosef as opposed to Mashiach ben David. He continues in Maramakan number five. We'll run through it. Shnei Mashiachi Hadoris, these two people, and they will be people. They are the embodiment of movements. These two people and these two movements give life to Klal Yisro. How so? Mashiach ben Yosef, in very simple terms, is the power of the Gashmias of Klal Yisro. Having homes, having an army, protecting Klal Yisrael, the physical element of Klal Yisrael, 
making sure Klal Yisrael is healthy in a physical way, that is the role of Mashiach ben Yosef. However, and he says, Mashiach ben David, who Mashiach ben David is giving life to the Ruchnius of Klal Yisrael. So you have Gashmius and Ruchnius coming together. Tafkivi Hashem Mashiach Adaris Heim Bahar Bebechinus. Beza Mashiach Mishtat Vimasayim Zelisa. And the truth is, they're supposed to help each other. Umashiach ben Yosef. And by the way, because they're supposed, they're both, their roles are sort of giving life to Klal Yisrael. Just one is giving physical life and one is giving spiritual life. That's why both of them are called Chai. Right? Yosef said, Oid Yosef Chai. Right? Yosef is still alive. Right? Chai. Because Yosef is Mashiach ben Yosef, that gives the physical life of Klal Yisrael. David Melch Yisrael Chai Vekayim, and David is also alive, and he gives the spiritual, the spiritual life of Klal Yisrael. And by the way, historically, there were tzaddikim that fell into two camps. There were tzaddikim that were more Mashiach ben Yosef dik, and there were tzaddikim that were more Mashiach ben David dik. You have tzaddikim that are very insular, and they Tyra Tyra only, and that's the Mashiach ben David. And then you have other tzaddikim like Rav Shaila. Right, Rav Shaila, we don't know much about his Torah. He was a big Tamachacham, of course, there's no question. But what do we know about Rav Shaila? He fed Klaus. Pasha gave them food. It's Mashiach bin Yosef. And throughout history, you have these types of tzaddikim. And he says like this, Look at Maramakim number six. If Mashiach bin Yosef's role, and you'll sort of see where this is going. If anyone has Seichel, you'll see where this is headed. If you see the Mashiach bin Yosef's role, is to give life to Klai Yisrael physically, as opposed to Mashiach bin David, who's giving life spiritually, which one is more glamorous? Which one is clearer to be a tzaddik? So obviously Mashiach bin David. Mashiach bin David sitting with a long beard and teaching Torah, that's obviously going to be clearly a more important role. And therefore it's very easy historically to look down on the Mashiach bin Yosef's role. And I'm not even talking about Zionism yet, but just Stam, um, you have a person who, a very wealthy Gvir, who is supporting thousands of people who sit and learn, right? So you'll have this, so there's two different ways that people look at these people. One people's like, wow, that's amazing. A lot of people be like, what, what, why is he speaking at these conventions? Who, who is this guy? What is he? He has a big check. He should just, okay. So it's probably jealousy. Where does that come from? Because it's very easy to not appreciate Mashiach bin Yosef. But he's not doing anything less. He's giving life to those Jews. Physical life. He's putting chicken on the table. They need food. So he says like this, in Marmachim number 6, Because the role of Mashiach ben Yosef is to give, is to take care of the physical needs of Klal Yisrael, it's very easy to make the mistake it's very easy to say they're not as holy and they're not as important it's a mistake but it says the Kolatar an amazing thing in Perak the Pasuk says that when the Shvatim went to Yosef at Tzadik again Yosef is the Mashiach ben Yosef as we'll see in a moment he fed the brothers Pasha. he gave them food he took care of them. Yehuda is going down building yeshivas. But Mashiach, but Yosef HaTzadik is sitting there with the people, with the Goyim, looking sometimes like a guy, talking the same languages of the Goyim. But he's taking care of them. 
What does the Pasuk say when the Shvatim showed up? He recognized them. But they didn't recognize him. Now on a simple level, they didn't recognize him because he looked Egyptian. But you know what it means? It means, says the Kolator, This is one of the tchuna, one of the, one of the side effects, one of the one of the, I guess, roles of Yosef, every generation will look at Mashiach, the other ones will look at Yosef and say, I don't recognize you. You look like a guy to me. That's a mistake. It's a very big mistake. So he says in Maramakim number seven, this is Rav Kook. Rav Kook just writes this beautifully. I've quoted this a couple times. Rav Kook, it's called the eulogy. The eulogy of Rav Kook. Rav Kook said a eulogy, a very famous eulogy that he gave for Herzl. It's one of the most amazing, they translate it to English, you can find it online, just type in eulogy Rav Kook uh, Herzl, you'll, you'll find it up, it's an amazing, amazing eulogy, where he describes the concepts of Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. You see, you know what the death of Mashiach ben Yosef is? The death of Mashiach ben Yosef is the fact that people throw rocks at soldiers. That's a death. The fact that there are Jews that are protecting other Jews, protecting them, and if these were American soldiers, right? If these were American soldiers, everyone would be all, thank you, thank you so much for your service, thank you for so much. But all of a sudden, he's got a beard. That's a death. That's a misa. Because anytime something is bound to physicality, it must end. And therefore, the death of Mashiach ben Yosef means the lack of appreciation. Looking at Mashiach ben Yosef as less than, that itself is a misa. The Torah is nitzchi. Torah can't die. It's not possible. But something that's makusher to Gashmi, something that's bound to physicality, by definition, is dying. And therefore, Mashiach ben Yosef is slowly dying because his whole role is finite. His role is to help Klal Yisrael, which is, it's not needed for very long. It's needed until the Mashiach ben David comes. That's the death of Mashiach ben Yosef. But look at the way Rav Kook describes these two movements. Vizela Shainer of Cook writes, Very, very simply put, very beautifully. The same way we all have a body and a soul. You have a body and a soul. And there are parts of you, right? There's drives that you have to take care of yourself physically. Exercise, diet, making sure you're healthy, picking up weights and all these things. And there are also drives that you have to make sure your neshama is healthy. The same way you're driven to make sure your neshama is healthy, that's called Mashiach ben David. And the drive that you have to make sure that your body and the body of Klal Yisrael are healthy is Mashiach ben Yosef. You know what it means to be shalim? You know what it means to be healthy? Part of being healthy is that both of them, both parts of you, are cohesive. I can tell you when I was in yeshiva, I think it's actually a part of, I'm not talking about on a collective scale, I'm talking more on a private scale. Again, I, I don't know anybody's background here, but I can tell you for myself, I went to a regular, mainstream, 18 hours a day learning yeshiva. Like, a full gamut, the, the food wasn't good, and you're sitting in the dorm, the beds were, like the same, you know, the same, the same process. And I remember... Then when there were guys that would play basketball during lunch, I remember like, I, I could not have looked down on them more. Like, that's what you're doing. Eh. And I think that that's part of the process of like, you know, 
trying to go from my life that was like eighth grade of not going to shul and then like, you know, and then going, being thrown into the biggest deep end possible. I, the Pasha didn't know anything. I, I went into like, I was more than about Shuva, about Shuva at least. I have some, if I, I knew nothing. My brother had to like prep me to try to get into Sharatai. I only got a kiss of him. So when I when I went in, I, I Mamish went in less than about Shuva, less than nothing, Mamish nothing. And you get thrown into like the deep end. All of a sudden, I I, I didn't know what uh, what Asar Batavis was about, and I'm sitting there 18 hours a day learning Baba Kama. So it's it's a very very it's like a very <laughs> it's a very uh, jarring experience. So part I think part of the process, part of the healthy process, is you have to like sort of throw yourself into Mashiach Ben David. Like you, it's very hard to as a kid to be like, okay, I'm going to do this, but I'm also going to take care of myself physically and learn. It's it's a very very hard process. I remember. <laughs> I say like, I don't care. I don't care who listens to this. I remember one time I used to take pills every day, uh, like Excedrin. Every day at three o'clock, I would get a headache every single day. So I remember I went to the doctor once about it, and I remember that I said to the doctor, I'm "Like, is this normal?" And she's like, "No." So I was like, "Okay," and she, she's like, "Well, how much sleep do you get?" I said, five hours." She's like, "That's not enough." She's like, "Do you eat healthy?" I'm like, "No." She said, "Do you exercise?" I'm like, "No." She said, what do you do? I said, I sit in a fluorescent room with the fluorescent light bulbs looking at uh, words on a paper all day. She's like, well, well, that's your problem. You know what I mean? So, so th- that's part of the process is, part of the process is sort of Claudia so throws themselves into Mashiach ben David. But as you get older, you sort of realize it's not healthy. You, it, not that it's not healthy. You need your body to be healthy too. Like if you're someone that's, that's, that's just sitting and learning all day, but you're be, you, you can't go up the stairs without... It's not, you're not going to live long. It's not healthy. Your body and soul have to be healthy. The same way within Torah, you need to have a healthy, we were talking about this, it was two nights ago, that you, you need to have a healthy balance of what you learn, right? Even within Torah, you should have Gemara and Halacha and Chumash, and you should be a well, well-balanced individual in life also. You, you, you can't, you, you need to be able to, to have Yosef also. So he says, Rav Kook, he says, "Tachlis ashlemus, real health is ushia haguf chazak va'amitz umafutach karoi va'haneshama bria bechazaka. The body and the soul both being healthy. Meisheches aracha bekoicha. V'chein kein hechem b'yisrael yichad shnei ela koiches. Go to the next one. Ha'hevdel shebeneim. But what's the difference between these two movements? The difference is shalatzar arishin. Meshiach ben Yosef yesh dugma bein kol amiyaretz Yisrael. Meshiach ben Yosef looks like every other guy." The movements that are embodied by Mashiach ben Yosef, it, it's very hard to tell the difference. What's the difference between a soldier, I mean, we know the difference, but you've seen the world doesn't see the difference. Or what's the difference between a soldier, that's an Israeli soldier shooting, and a mechabel, or these mushchis shooting? What's the difference? The world doesn't see a difference. To us, it's light years of a difference. But to some people who don't appreciate it, it all looks the same. Mashiach ben Yosef, Part of the death of Mashiach ben Yosef is that he looks like them. And it looks like he's also just paying bills, just like they pay bills. It's the same way we're physically the same as Goyim. So too it looks like we're the same as them as well when it comes to Mashiach ben Yosef. But the opposite, Mashiach ben David is clear. Mashiach ben David is clear as day that he is unique and special. And there's a certain comfort in that for Mashiach ben David. But Mashiach ben Yosef has to have that difficulty of looking like them. But we all know the truth. 
which is that they're not the same at all. And only, only an untrained eye would look, and that's sort of what you're seeing now. I never thought about it until like, you're seeing like Hakadosh Baruch Hu's like, I'm going to show the same videos, and you have two ways to look at it. You'll have the way the Goyim look at it, not just the Goyim. I'm more, more signing Yisrael, and every one is like this. It was a video they put out yesterday. Unfortunately, I, I, I'm, I'm aware of everything. There's a video they put out yesterday. Of, I think it was a kid that was killed. Is that all? You know, IDF kills a kid, whatever. But they didn't show the other camera angle, which was that in front of that kid was the head of the Hamas's tank program. And he was with them and cooperating with them. And they killed that guy. I don't even know if they actually killed the kid. I'd rather think they just killed that guy. They just called it a kid because they're, they're all liars. So you have this exact same thing. And it's just a question of how you're going to look at it. And Mashiach ben Yosef is the same thing. And for so long... Members of Klal Yisrael have been looking at Mashiach ben Yosef that way. Right? We're all shocked. Right? We're all shocked when the world like tears down posters of kidnapping. It's just shocking, right? And it's shocking how they'll call the IDF terrorists. Weren't there Yidin who threw things at them? That's shocking. If Klal Yisrael can't see Mashiach ben Yosef for what it is, we expect people that are completely blind to see it. What's the answer? The answer is there's been a change. That Baruch Hashem, over the last month, there's been a change. Not Baruch Hashem, what happened? But Baruch Hashem, there's been a change. And that you're still going to have your pockets of crazy. That, that's just life. You always have pockets. The Erev Rav was, Moshe Rabbeinu was standing there, you still have the Erev Rav over there. But, but all of a sudden, Klal Yisrael as a whole is looking at Mashiach ben Yosef differently. That all of a sudden, they're seeing what I think, what they probably always should have seen. And that is that that soldier, all of a sudden, he's wearing scissors. And all of a sudden, you see them before they go out to war, they say, Oh, they're not the same. They're not the same as those, those, uh, those mushchasim. They're not the same. They're different. The Mashiach ben Yosef. That's the point. We're starting to recognize Yosef HaTzadik. And he says, the second These two movements were embodied by two Shvatim, which is Yosef HaTzadik, who again, like I said, he knows all the languages. And he's taking care of them physically. And he looks like an Egyptian. But the objective of Kalal Yisrael is to sort of recognize and to realize that they're not the same. Go to the back page. Go to number 9 and number 10. And this I mentioned in the past... There's a concept called Chevli Mashiach. Chevli Mashiach means the birth pains of Mashiach. Rav Kook says, you know what birth pains of Mashiach is? When you have these two ideologies, these two members of Klal Yisrael, instead of being cohesive and instead of each one sort of seeing the purpose in the other, when each one is sort of working on their own, when each one is from the small-mindedness, that they're spreading out of those kaychas, where Mashiach ben Yosef looks at Mashiach ben David as a leech on society, and Mashiach ben David looks at Mashiach ben Yosef as a kaifer. When those two realities happen and there's a split, what happens when a Jew is not healthy either physically or spiritually? What happens? It's painful, and it's creates a disease to the whole body. And that's what happens. That's what he calls Chevle Mashiach, the chev, the pains of Mashiach. When those Mashiachim are sort of separate, the body is not cohesive, 
the body and soul are tearing apart away from each other. That creates a tremendous amount of pain. The healing of Klal Yisrael, which if anyone's been listening to Rabbi Weimager, he's been saying it, the healing of Klal Yisrael has began. It's not just, it's not just him. I, I saw a video uh, of an Israeli woman, Melanie Phillips. She's very well spoken. And uh, she, she's, a, she's a, 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 very, a very wise woman. I think she writes for the Jerusalem Post. And I saw an interview where she was in Eretz Yisrael and she was being asked to describe what was October 7th life like for someone in Yerushalayim. And she goes through, obviously, all the harrowing elements of it. But then she said at the end, she said, but there's never been a more healing time for Klal Yisrael. And there's never been a time where the, the, you felt more unity as a people. And even she said that they asked her, the moderator, the non-Jewish uh, British moderator, asked her, like, are you planning going back? This is two weeks after the war. She, she had come to America to speak and to England to do a, a tour. She had to speak. And she said, I can't wait to go back because she said, I feel like this is a seminal point in our people's history, and I feel like I should be there. So she's feeling this also. Everybody's feeling this. There's a healing that's going on. The healing is Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David are finally sort of seeing each other a little bit. The Mashiach ben Yosef's role is to make sure that there is a Klal Yisrael for, there is a body for the soul of Klal Yisrael to be able to, to go into. That's sort of what you're seeing now. And just to come back to what we said in the beginning, Yaakov Avinu says, "Vaihili shar v'chamar." I have the ox, which is Mashiach ben Yosef, and I have the donkey, which is Mashiach ben David. So says Rav Kook. This is from Pnine Haria. Rav Kook will end with this. Pnine Haria and Vayishlach. They compile Torah of Rav Kook on the parsha. He says, "Ma inyan shar v'chamar sheYaakov Hisker." What is the nature of shar v'chamar? Aide shar charshim lekarka. The shar. You know what the shar's job is. It gets the ground ready. It makes sure the ground is ready and healthy so that you can then plant and have growth. So that there will be potential for growth and for, for, for vegetation to sprout. And the chamor brings it home. So he says, I have the shor. Says Rav Kook, that means that I have Mashiach ben Yosef, whose job is to plant the ground and to, and to make it make it. Make it possible for there to be growth there. And comes Mashiach ben, Yoiz, Mashiach ben David, and he brings it home. And that's sort of what you're seeing now. And Yaakov Venus said to Esau, is, you shouldn't mess. Don't, you, you should not be Matriach Klal Yisrael when you have both. When you have Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David healthy, then all of a sudden there's nothing that could stop us. And I think that's sort of what we're seeing now. It's like the Shabbat who wanted them to start getting together. And that's, I don't think there's ever been a time where Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David have been so eye to eye. Again, I hope it doesn't go away. I hope they continue. We should continue. But you're seeing this now. Where all of a sudden people, people are, I, I, I passed along, and I'm happy to pass along to anybody who sees. I saw a Dvar Torah yesterday from an Israeli soldier. It's one of the most beautiful Dvar Torahs I've ever seen. Just for two minutes I'm talking. And he speaks in Hebrew, and he was talking about how, you know, it's tiring. Moshe Rabbeinu's arms fell, but we have to have a Muna. And it's like beautiful Torah that you're seeing from Mashiach ben Yosef saying Torah. Mashiach ben David is tying tzitzis from Mashiach ben, David, Mashiach ben Yosef. Which is a plug. We're doing that again on Wednesday. You should come. It doesn't cost you anything. It's just time. You should do it. It's a Kedai thing. But the point is, that's what Klai Yisrael is doing together. Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David coming together. Shor And when you have Shor Vachamar, Esav falls. I'll stop here.